And there's a strike out of Trout. So Christian Bergman. Got him chasing. What's up, guys? I'm joined here today by my good friend, Tyler Matzik. We're here in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. Been here for a couple weeks now. Unfortunately, we got to go home. Yeah, last day. <laughs> it's been but, beautiful, uh, though. Thanks for, for coming on me and sitting down for a little bit and kind of running through, um, you know, your story over the last few years. I know it very well. was following it very closely. And, um, you know, we played together since, well, we played together from 2012 to 2016 right mm -hmm. and then kind of brief run in and uh 17 or 18 with seattle and then um you know so a lot of people are very aware of you know your story now and obviously if you don't know he won the world series this year so that's <laughs> pretty cool uh, <laughs> but uh yeah let's let's talk a little bit about like you know from where it all started to where you are now yeah so i got drafted out of high school um First round, you know, everything was looking good. Had a uh, okay time making it up to the big leagues. Made it up in 2014. And then, uh, yeah, got the yips in 2015. And uh, it rocked my world. It was like forgetting how to write your name on a piece of paper. Um, and uh, from that moment on, my life has been, you know, it's been, it tested me. From that moment on, it tested me. And every minute I have had was a test on how bad do you really want it. And, um, yeah, so I just, uh, you know, kept grinding, kept grinding. 2016, uh, ground, just kept grinding through double-A minor leagues and stuff like that. Uh, 17 actually didn't even play at all during the season. Um, 18 got picked up by an indie ball team. Uh, 19 picked up by an indie ball team again. And eventually, you know, just kept, kept going and uh, felt comfortable enough, felt good in uh, 2019 where the Braves picked me up. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. I got picked up by them and made the big league team in 20 and uh, won the World Series with them in 21. Yeah, so everybody, I think, goes through, if when you're trying to get to the big leagues, like everybody goes through at least some point where it's like, you know, what do I got to do to finally get there? Whether you're a first-round pick or a 24th-round pick, everybody faces it at some point. And for me, I remember in 2014, you were, we were playing together. Uh, we had just gone fishing, and um, I remember you said something like, "Hey, let's go grab something to eat." I'm like, "No, dude, I'm, I'm like out of money." <laughs> <laughs> and it was true because I realized that year we were in Colorado Springs. Rent was a little more, you know, making. I hadn't been to the big leagues yet, so was making, you know, minor league contract money. And right before that, I had set that record. It. it um, 30 uh, security something. service field yeah and still didn't get called up mm. and it was like oh my god dude <laughs> this may be it man i don't know what else to do yeah i set a record in like one of the hardest parts in the country to pitch in um you were no different you know uh we really got there at pretty much the same time your debut was two days after mine and yeah. so we got to ride that whole train together but um you know to see what you went through after that right because for people who don't understand like getting to the big leagues is obviously really hard and once you get there like your whole world changes but then to have to go back not just to the minor leagues but then into into independent ball 
Yeah. I, I played independent ball for a month and it was towards the end of my career. I said, absolutely not. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, I did for, for you to go for there two years. and then ride the, you know, push the, the rock back up the hill again. Absolutely incredible. And the, and the word I told you before, the word that comes to mind is grit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what was kind of your mindset as you were going through all those trials? Yeah, so I had to shift my mindset. My mindset when, it was, when I got the yips in 2015 was pity. I felt bad for myself. I felt bad for letting everybody down. I felt like a victim. I felt, I just, it was pity. I pitied myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me some time to figure out that that wasn't getting me anywhere. Um, you know, I wasn't a victim. I just, something had happened to me. You got to deal with it and we'll move forward. And so when, uh, when I finally learned that mindset of like, all right, good, I'm going to embrace it or, you know, the mindset is, you know, any adversity comes up, say good, it gives me an opportunity to do something better because nothing great done is done without some kind of adversity. Uh, if you want to do something great, you got to, got to deal with it. And, um, yeah, anytime it was like, you know, Hey, well, you're something as simple as stupid as you're pitching in the rain. Good. Hitter doesn't like hitting the rain. He can't hold on to the bat as well. I can deal with it better than he can. And if you start doing that with every single little tiny thing that comes in your way, you start getting just a hardened mindset where nothing bugs you. Um, You know, I I really started incorporating that into my baseball in like 2018 and 19. And I saw it improve my skill set immensely. And um, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot of it. I have a a buddy of mine that... um, you know, taught it to me. His name's Jason Kuhn. He's a Navy SEAL, ex-Navy SEAL. And he, he taught me that mindset. He got me started on it. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a world changer, a game changer. Yeah, I've heard that, that um, mentality good. That's, is that from Jocko? Is he the one who really he, popularized it? Yeah, I think so. Kind of a SEAL yeah. thing. Yeah, I think it's just a kind of a SEAL thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, Jason taught me that along with many other things and, uh, you know, getting the attention off of yourself and putting it on your team. You know, if you're out on the field, you know, you mentally can deal with your failure, but if you do it for the love you have of your teammates, you know, you're going to be able to do something that's unbelievable. Now find that in your, you know, for your family, or you find that with, uh, in your colleagues or whatever it is, find that love that drives you to do something exceptional. Um, you know, that's another thing that he, he helped me with and, and yeah, man, it's, he helped me a ton. Is it also kind of like, uh, finding your why? Like, cause another thing that, that comes to mind is like, yeah, you, you can deal with adversity. You can change your mindset to deal with adversity and look at it in the right way. Like you were saying, <laughs> but deep down, you have to have a why, why are you doing this in the first place? Yeah. Because whether it's, you're going through the minor leagues, you're going through what you went through. If your why doesn't go down to your very core, eventually everybody has a breaking point. And yep. it's like, okay, I'm going to do something else. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, was there ever a time where you, you even doubted that it was going to happen? You were going to I mean, I've, obviously I doubted it was going to happen. I was sitting at home not playing baseball. Right. Um, but no, but to hit back on that, that why, everybody has to have that why. But when you tie a strong emotion like love to that why, it becomes an unstoppable force. If it's just why, well, I want to get rich. Okay, well, that's not going to be it. 
because that there's no love there. There's no attachment. If it's why I want to provide a, a, a fam- something for my family, you know, for the loved ones that are around me, that why becomes extremely powerful, extremely mm-hmm. powerful. So attaching that strong emotion to that why is what gives that why its true power. Um, now back to where if I ever thought it wasn't going to work out, absolutely I thought it wasn't going to work out. Really? I mean, 2017, I was sitting at home not playing baseball. Nobody was calling. I'm sitting there going, you know, again, this is still my victim mindset of, oh, my first rounder. I don't know why nobody's calling me, la da 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 you know, and I'm just – Instead of thinking, you know, I, I need to do something to get there, I'm thinking that the game owes me something, and it doesn't owe me anything. Right. So, um, you know, it, at that point, I was like, all right, well, I guess it's not going to happen. You know, whatever, poor me, poor me. And um, I was thinking about going back to school. My wife sat down and said, you know, I, th- I think you have more to offer the game. And a week later, Michael McHenry called me and, and said, hey, I need you to meet Jason Kuhn. This guy will change your world. So from that point on, um, you know, it just – Luckily, I happened to, uh, you know, run into Jason, but from that point on, it was, all right, now it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. Watch me make it happen. Yeah, and that I feel like that was my mindset coming up through the minor leagues as well. It was like up until that point I was talking about in Colorado Springs. It's funny. It's a little different than yours. I never doubted that I was going to make it. The first time I doubted it, was when I set that record, like the whole thing was open and then it didn't happen. That mm-hmm. was the first time I doubted it. Mm-hmm. But the common theme there is that despite all the odds, despite everything that's happened before, you believe, I believed that it was gonna happen. Because we all know the odds of you know doing certain things. And if you just look at that, you'd never try anything. Yeah. <laughs> but you, if, you have, if you have the why, if you get rid of that, that mindset, uh, and your why is strong enough, you can do anything. Yeah. You know, I, re- I really believe that, and I try and, and tell people that outside of baseball as well. It, the first thing you start with is your mindset. I say it all the time when we're talking about real estate and stuff like that because people are asking me, how are you doing big multifamily deals? I'm like, it started here. Yeah. And it's, it's always, it always blows my mind that all the common themes between baseball and stuff outside of baseball life in general. And, and that's one of them. That's a very important one. And, you know, this is coming from a guy who is a World Series champion now. <laughs> and, you know, was sitting in, in independent ball not that long ago. No, not long ago at all. What do you think the odds are of going from <laughs> where you were to winning the World Series? Yeah, when I called the guy, when I called the GM to, to give me a job or ask for a job, not give me a job, uh, I, I said, hey, I'll come play for you, but you got to promise me that you won't release me. And he was looking for like a more of like a publicity thing, like a first rounder who's right. made in the big leagues or whatever. And he's like, whatever, man, I won't release you. That's fine. And, you know, I was just looking for some kind of a guarantee. Uh, that's how bad I was, man. Just it to, was a to bad get, team. The, the get out there and get the reps. Just and, get out there and throw the ball. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's an awesome story. And um, you know, I, I know some stuff has come out. Um, recently just about like the path and everything but i'm sure there's more coming um so if you haven't checked it out uh please check it out it's it's you know i I know it very well because uh, i was there for parts of it and i was obviously following it but very inspirational story i know lots of people uh you know really find it inspirational so um where can people get in touch with you uh i got instagram t.a matzik 
um, hit me up there. Uh, and then, yeah, just, I mean, wherever. <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> what I run. Uh, I got my Twitter as well. I'm not even sure what the handle is there. I only go on there we'll every put once in a while. Well, yeah, we'll put it in the description. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll uh, do something like this again. Maybe not in St. Thomas. Yeah, I don't know if it'll have this view, but <laughs> maybe somewhere else cool. But appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.